Welcome to Sunlight Connections, a homeschool podcast. In this podcast, we hope that you get the opportunity to connect with other homeschoolers for encouragement, tips, and fellowship. Like Sunlight's curriculum offerings, we explore homeschooling through the lens of a literature-rich, Christ-centered education. Join us on this adventure. Welcome to this month's Sunlight Spotlight. Sunlight Spotlight is an opportunity to hear from our Sunlight families. Why did they decide to homeschool with Sunlight? What do they love about it? And what advice would they give to other Sunlighters? Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Sunny from Sunlight here, and I'm being joined today by the Wilson family. Would you two like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Sam. Um, been doing this homeschool thing for a few years now, and my wife here is Angel. It's been eight years. <clears throat> eight years. <laughs> eight long years. <laughs> but you're still doing it. So that's it. Shorter. <laughs> They're getting to the point where they feel shorter, but they are, um, you know, eight years. Yeah, that's great. So when, so you said eight years ago, why did you choose to homeschool initially, and, and what made Sunlight stand out? So I chose to homeschool because um, we had both left active duty and we had moved home. So we hadn't been living at home and we didn't know where we wanted to totally settle. So we um, said, okay, well, let's just try this homeschooling thing so that our oldest boy does not have to switch schools because that wasn't fun. That was something that I had experienced and I didn't want to do that to him. So we started and then we didn't end up buying a home until I think he was in first grade. And so we had already done preschool and kindergarten and we were, was December of his first grade year. And I thought, well, I guess we're in it. And <laughs> a friend of mine um, had recommended Sunlight because she said, it's so easy. They send you everything in the box. She said, all you have to do is open up and teach. And I said, you're joking me. And she said, no, come over, you know, come see, come see all this stuff that they sent me. And so I did. And I said, well, it's so easy. And um, this, so this was my oldest son and I had two others in diapers and it, it was like, okay. I just laid the binder out on the, like the kitchen table and we would just check off as many boxes as we could. And it worked and we have kept going. So I like it. <laughs> that's great yeah that that ease of use and like you said you can just open and go it definitely um, makes it a lot easier when you're not quite sure what you're doing or like you said moving around um and what was your biggest fear with homeschooling maybe initially or something along the way and how did you overcome that so my middle son still does not read at grade level not even close and so we have got a whole lot of struggle going on there. And it is my biggest fear that it's something that I didn't do correctly. And I think that we've got um, several or at least one good learning disability going on and we're working on that. And so, I mean, I guess that is my biggest fear that he's maybe not ever gonna read. And I know that other people feel that way because I've read it on the Sunlight blog that it's like, oh, this kid is never gonna read. and. You know, they say, he'll read, he'll read when he's ready. And I just have to trust that. Yeah, qualifications were definitely our biggest 
hurdle, I think. Um, when we first started, we were struggling also with our, our oldest, um, wondering if maybe he was also going to have some of those learning disabilities. And so both of us ended up taking college classes. I started taking college classes in education um, just so we could jump through some of the hoops for state regulations. Um, and so we both ended up getting our bachelor's degree. She ended up going further and getting her master's degree. I am still working on my master's degree. And so <clears throat> that was, I think, one of the hurdles we also had to jump through was just to, like dealing with state regulations and making sure that we were qualified to teach if we did have a learning disability here at home. Um, that was very important because my daughter um, is speech impaired. Okay. And so we did, yes, my youngest daughter is, um, she's not any longer, but she was absolutely speech impaired. And so in order for her to have an IEP at the school to receive speech and language services, um, one of us had to have a bachelor's degree mm -hmm. in order to have a special needs child at home. And so I did that um, so that she could be home. And now, I mean, I think it's going to come into play because I'm going to have, you know, my middle son at home once he gets through all of the testing. Mm -hmm. And remind me what state you're in. You're in Michigan? We're in Michigan. Michigan, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, after, know every state has different requirements that way. So I was wondering where you guys were. So, yeah, and it's only if you receive services from the school. And so we started out in private speech therapy for my daughter, but we were driving 100 miles twice a week. Oh, wow. And it was not, we did that for three semesters and it was not fun. And so I, um, I got in touch with a local speech therapist and she said, we can do your therapy at the elementary school right down the road. And I said, okay. And <laughs> that's how we did it. And so we finally graduated yeah. from speech therapy after five years. Oh, that's um, exciting. So in okay, February, daughter's no longer speech impaired. We no longer have an IEP. And yeah. so it's been, it has been challenging. So do you feel like homeschooling has made that whole process, you know, with the IEP and then um, some disabilities, do you think that's made it easier, harder? You know, has there been any positives because you've been homeschooling through that process? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I am his advocate and I think, and hers too. And I think if they were to be in school, it would have been, it just, I think it would have been too stressful for all of us. And so this way we were able to, you know, first of all, we were always together. And so we just spent the time in the car driving back and forth. And, um, you know, we were all involved in everyone's care, which some days was exhausting. It's like, I don't want to drive in my car all afternoon. But on the other hand, you know, they got to help her and be with her. And that was, it was fun for her. So I'm glad, I'm glad. Because otherwise, I mean, how would we have, oh my goodness, trying to take her to appointments? So it was, you know, it was, it was a long season, but we're done now and she's doing fantastic. So yeah, so that's exciting. And I'm definitely encouraging to other parents who might be in the middle of that too, that, you know, now there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and yeah, and oh my God, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And <laughs> Holy cow. And so how do you use your instructor's guide? Do you have your kids combined in one HBL or do you have them using different programs? 
So I guess it's HBLD. Um, and they are all together. So, so my oldest son is doing the language arts that goes with D. Mm-hmm. And my daughter's doing language arts too. And then my middle son is working on Happy Cheetah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is actually our second time we've been through Core D. We started ABC, would have been, I guess, three years ago. We went all the way through Core D and it was so much fun. But then we got to HBL E and I was like, we're not ready. Everybody, you know, the two little ones were too little. And so we circled back to A and started over. And it has been so much fun. So we are finally back to D, which is my favorite, um, my favorite package. And I mean, we're just a couple weeks in, we start late. So I have um, the history and a separate binder. And then everybody else has their own bins. It's like this three drawer cart that they keep all of their work in. And so we just, um, I read aloud what I can read aloud. And then we have an audiobook app called Learning Ally that allows us to get a lot of our readers um, read to us. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And do you find, you know, repeating a program? that the kids are getting new things or you're learning new things that maybe you didn't see the first time. That's, that's really neat. Repeating the same programs with the same children. I haven't heard of as many families doing that, but do you feel like as they've gotten older, they're getting new information out of them, you know, or do they remember what they read, you know, in earlier read alouds, but now, you know, it's fun to revisit those. You know, we had so much fun. I would say that we had more fun the second time mm-hmm. than we did the first time, you know, everybody was older and they did remember stuff. I mean, they remembered a lot more than I honestly thought they would because we started with core a when core a was kindergarten. Uh-huh. And now it's not, you know, now there's a kindergarten program. And then, um, so it was a long time ago and we you know it's been updated and there were books added. And so I just, I bought all the new books and the new language. I used my um, coffee stain discount is what we call that. And I upgraded all of our IGs as we went and I found that they were different. They were better. You know, you guys have made them better. You're always making it better for us. You know, we loved our second time through, like I said, more than our first. Yeah, and now we're, we're at a good age you know, where we understand D better mm-hmm. and it put us in a lot better position to go into E because the subjects in E are tough. Yeah. That's, that's some tough stuff. And so it will make for better conversations, I think for us. Yeah. That's great to hear. Yeah. And I, I agree. I always, um, my kids are five years apart, so they're in separate programs, but I always mm-hmm. repurchase too. And I agree that every update is always a good one. So yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, the old books on the shelf so it's like if there was stuff that was taken out we still have it and we know that it goes with it so if you you know if we want to read it again we will you know I keep it all together and it's all got those fun little stickers on it so I really love our book collection (laughs) and do you guys keep all the books out all the time then even if you're not in a certain program so your kids can revisit Yes, we have floor to ceiling bookshelves. Oh, nice. Um, in my son's bedroom, actually, he shares his room with the library. 
<laughs> it, one wall of his room is all books and he just it's always been that way so he you know he admires them he likes them yeah I just keep them lined out a b c d e is what we own right now and um and then I keep a section of retired books you know mm-hmm. the books that you guys remove I will take up um like a marker and cross out the letter and move it up to a section that is you know used to be sunlight books yeah and so you know that's kind of a you know they're retired because they're out of print or whatever and they're fun to have yeah, absolutely. And what schedule do you find works best for your family? How do you structure your homeschool day? We have always done five days, always, because we just needed to spread it out. This year, I said we are doing four days. We are we're doing four, and so we do. Um, I like to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, and then save Friday for doctor's appointments or field trips. Um, and so far this year, that's been wonderful. That fifth day to have you know, you can catch up. I can wash laundry. Um, and nobody is going to overheat and die, you know, because it's too much on that fifth day. So it's been wonderful. And I wish that I had done it years ago. Um, and how do you juggle your multiple kids while homeschooling? I know you mentioned they're in separate language arts levels. I assume probably separate math levels as well, but using the same HBL. So how do you juggle that? Um, they do different science too. Oh, and different plans. (laughs) Exactly. How are you going to teach all this? And I said, it remains to be seen because I don't. um, So my oldest son works alone. He reads very well and he does. Yeah, he does. um, He does two subjects with a different curriculum on his own because that works for him. Um, And then, but my two younger ones need a lot of help, especially because my, um, my middle son, Briar, he doesn't read. And so he needs me all the time and it's exhausting, but you know, I try to give them separate times. So maybe she can go, she has a little friend next door. So she'll play with her friend while I work with Briar or she'll play with her older brother while I work with Briar. And then we just kind of switch. So they get one-on-one time with each other mm-hmm. um, while I work with the other, or um, we wait for Sam to come home and he can help out, but it's a lot and it's hard and it is, so many feelings but you know they each need their own thing we can't just throw them in together and expect them all to get where we're going so I think the biggest thing for us is we try to start in the morning with the HBL work and you know sometimes our morning doesn't start until 10 o'clock and we are way behind and it's like you guys we have got to sit down here but they will play Legos or Play-Doh or color or you know with cards and I just throw my feet up on the coffee table with a big mug of coffee and I read and I write um, our Bible verse that we're supposed to be memorizing on the big picture window in expo markers. And um, so everybody can see it and read it all the time. And we work on that and we work on our history and our read alouds. And if we have poetry, I love poetry. Your poetry books are, <laughs> it's my favorite thing. And I mean, that's kind of how we do it. We start together and then we break apart and people go to separate places. You have to go to your corner to do your work. You cannot uh-huh. volunteer to do your sister's work because <laughs> you does not need your help. So that has been the biggest thing saying, you know, relegating people to their space. This is your space and this is your space and you don't need to yell at, yell at each other from separate rooms. 
Mm-hmm. And how do you guys kind of tag team or coordinate together like what each one of you is going to teach or like you mentioned if there's more at the end of the day that Sam you jump in and help out too. You know, how do you guys kind of coordinate that and figure out, you know, who's going to teach what or how you're going to do that. Well, so she schedules her schoolwork to try to get our weekends, like she said, for field trips, outings, whatever. Um, so she tries to get as much of the schoolwork done while I'm at work. Cause I also work, I work four tens. So I come home about just before seven o'clock. And so if there's anything, whether it's math or any, um, whether it's science or sentences that the, the kids, stragglers, the stragglers, <laughs> yes. I help, I help catch up or even on that fifth day, like today, today is our fifth day. Any work that needs to be caught up, I'll sit down with them in the morning and, and help at least catch up or balance what was missed over the first four days. <clears throat> That's great. Yeah. I love to hear how parents do that. And then you guys have been doing this for eight years. Do you think you'll continue homeschooling all the way? Do you, have you ever considered putting the kids in school? You know, what do you, what are your thoughts that way? Um, I think the kind of homeschool mom joke is like, we're always considering putting them in school. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like the inside joke, like, yeah, I think about it all the time. I'm not going to actually do it you know but no my plan is to go all the way through I cannot I cannot wait for biology and dissection and chemistry and to go through the classes that you know I didn't get to take Mm -hmm. so and you guys keep dropping brand new stuff that I just (laughs) I'm like why did we go back if we had gone back we could be you know in J and J looks amazing (laughs) so I just yes I think we will keep going my plan is to keep going I don't want to quit ever. I think I like it more than they do though is the problem. And I try to tell them, you're going to be so grateful we did this someday. And they roll their eyes hard at me because they're not grateful right now. But they will be, right? They're going to be grateful. Yeah. So, and they can, you know, they take a break and they go shoot basketball hoops or ride bikes or, you know, almost every day we will say, okay, we're done. We're going to the lake. And we will take an hour break and drive to the lake and come home and start again because it's yeah you know we need that to just say okay put it all down and we're coming back to it yeah yeah the flexibility is definitely one of the homeschooling perks I think what also is interesting is that they all like as they're getting older they're developing their own unique learning styles and so Mm -hmm. Angel says that she is excited for the dissection but yet our youngest daughter loves all the science stuff like we they were at the lake yesterday and angel found a fish that was on its last leg and so we brought the fish home and our cooler on my porch our youngest (laughs) dissect this fish with my help while i'm home for the weekend and it's just just the quirks and just how these kids like are having these opportunities they wouldn't normally have in school Mm -hmm. and it's just really fun seeing how they're their interests are expanding past just their worksheets and past their their readings. So I think that's sometimes pretty interesting as well. It keeps us going. I can't, you know, the yeah. books that we get to read as we get older, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't otherwise read. There are so many books on my bookshelf that I would not have picked up if they didn't come in the box. Yeah. And so yeah, that's that's a great point. They're not necessarily books that you would gravitate to or read. And sometimes those end up being your favorites. So mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So what tip, trick, advice, 
would you give to somebody who's maybe considering homeschooling and not sure if they want to do it? What would be the number one thing you would tell them? Good thing. It took me years to learn that we don't have to check all those boxes. And it, I finally read it somewhere. Um, I don't know. It was a note, a note to parents. You know, this is your instructor's guide. Use it as you see fit. Do what you want to. Don't do what you don't want to. And, um, you know, feel free to add or take away. And every year I have read that and it, you know, it really resonated with me that this is our homeschool journey. And, you know, that my IG is my, my recommendation. Mm-hmm. And some days we do it all. And some days we say, well, we're going to skip that. And, <laughs> but I know when you're first starting, you think you want me to do all of this every in all, wait, there's so many of these IGs, you know, like there's not just the HBL, but then there's the science and the language mm-hmm. art and everybody has to do math. And it just is so much that you, you know, you get to go at your own pace and you get to finish when you finish. And, you know, if it takes you 40 weeks to do a 36 week IG, then it, that's fine. Take your time. Enjoy it. You have to enjoy it. It has to be fun or nobody's having fun. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, so true. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you. Thank you you so much for joining us today for Sunlight Spotlight. Would you like to see your family featured next month? If so, please make sure to apply at sunlight.com. You can also nominate another Sunlight family if you'd like. Bye for now. This Christmas, focus on gifts that don't stop giving after they're open. Our favorite gift picks mix fun with an educational spin that will engage your children long after Christmas morning has passed. We've curated over a hundred gifts that weave learning into play. Explore categories like music, early learning, games and puzzles, and STEM to find gifts that will inspire your kids as they develop their talents and interests. Give Christmas gifts that fill your days with learning all year long and save up to 40% too. The sale dates are November 8th through December 13th, so don't delay.